This is Lee Wilkins, your co-host for Thinking Out Loud, and I'm here in the studio with Carrie Kepke, who is the manager for Skylark Bookshop. We're here today to talk about, um, well, at least one in my house is always a, a holiday must. What sorts of books are good to buy for people of all ages, with all interests, with all intellects? So, Carrie, very much welcome to the show, and thanks for stopping <laughs> Thank by. <you. laughs> So um, I know that that Skylark has a lot of foot traffic because when I'm in there, I see a lot of foot traffic. But what are sort of the things that you're see seeing? I mean, are there trends this year or do just people just want to read? People definitely just want to read. However, um, interests are diversifying, I feel. Uh, people are starting to figure out what in particular interests them, which is fascinating to watch. Okay. Um, and how do you get a chance to look into that? Oh, we love talking to our customers. And it's, I mean, that's what it is. It's a conversation. It's figuring out what they have liked in the past and then helping them learn what they're going to like in the future. Okay. So when people come in and say, what would be a good book for me to buy for Christmas or Hanukkah or mm -hmm. for a young person, what are the sorts of things that you think that either you're recommending or that people are just sort of gravitating to? Okay, so one of the big trends right now is graphic or infographic. Mm -hmm. um, people love love the written word, but the more it's accompanied by illustrations or charts or facts, we're learning that you know facts are very important in this day and age. Um, so the more information they can find, the better, whether that's in fiction or nonfiction. And since I'm of the generation that came of age and of middle age, before we got graphic novels or graphic a lot of anything. Yes. Um, so what are the what are the trends in graphics? I mean, I do think that the visual image is information. Yes. But beyond that, what are the sorts of things that we're seeing? Because I associate them with comic books, and mm -hmm. that's a really old-fashioned way to approach it. It is. There is a lot more diversity than that. Um, so I consider three basic genres with graphics. There's infographics, which is literally charts and information portrayed in a graphic form. Mm -hmm. um, there's graphic novels and graphic nonfiction. So a lot of classics, for instance, are being transported into graphic novels. You've got Handmaid's Tale, uh, The Jungle, Kafka. Um, Kafka as a graphic yes, novel. To okay. Kill a Mockingbird, all of those <laughs> things. We have a pop-up Moby Dick, um, and they're all beautiful and great gateways into the classics. You're Graphic nonfiction, there's a fantastic Adventures of Alexander von Humboldt, uh -huh. uh, who's 1799, South American Scientific Voyage, right. and it's beautifully illustrated. We actually have um, a lot of our older gentlemen customers are gravitating toward that one. Uh-huh. Um, lots of scientists in Columbia who would want to read it for yes, lots of reasons. Yes, and it's packed with scientific information as well as the voyage and exploration. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, um, and I also tend to think of graphics as being associated with um, younger folks, maybe because mm -hmm. I'm not such a younger folk anymore. But I mean, <laughs> but these sound like, no, these are for, these are for folks no. of all ages. All ages. Now there, there is definitely a trend in graphic for the younger. Uh, one of my favorites is Catstronauts, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's uh -huh. cats in outer space. Okay. Um, but even there, they are getting fed into the classics and the information graphic as well. Okay. And for me, a part of graphics always has been that the artwork is fabulous and the artwork 
is a major part of it. I know yes. the artwork, reproducing fabulous artwork is very expensive. Yes. So can you talk about, I mean, are there artists that if it doesn't matter what the quote book is, if, they're, mm -hmm. if they've done the art, it's probably something that you would recommend? Um, yes, I am not quite as literate in the specific artists, I will admit, um, that they're... Uh, Norton, I believe, puts out these beautiful, um, they're like softer tone mm -hmm. graphics, so they, they're a little bit more old school, like peaches and blacks and whites. Uh -huh. um, and I really enjoy those because they're not quite the flamboyant images that we're used to. Not so, not a lot of purples and greens and right. intense sort of... Which those are wonderful too. Like the right. Van Humboldt is just absolutely vivid because it's all botany and things like that. Mm -hmm. But these other subtle... Um, Sabrina is a really good example of a subtle graphic novel. Okay. And do parents come in and want these for their kids or do kids come in and want them for themselves or... Does, do children not want these at all? How does that work? Uh, I'd say most children are very interested in graphic novels. The parents, it's an uphill journey. <laughs> we have a lot of adults who don't quite understand the trend and the beauty of graphic novels. And um, we are really big at trying to educate that graphic novels are part of the literature journey and should be honored. These are the types of things that kids will read over and over and over again, as well as if you think about just in life, pictorial is very important in our language. And so just disregarding that is a mistake. So when you say the kids want it, the parents are an uphill journey. Mm -hmm. So how does that conversation go? <laughs> <laughs> like take a deep breath, mom. <laughs> and you know, it depends on if the kid's there or not or what the particular hangup might be for the adult. Um, sometimes they feel that it's um, not pushing the children or uh, that it's less than what a chapter book might be. And mm -hmm. so just finding out what exactly they are looking for for their kid and explaining how those things might fit into that need as well. Um, and like it's very, very conversational, like most of our things. It's finding out exactly what they're looking for and helping them find it. Well, and at least a couple that uh, one of the, my colleagues here at KBIA has exposed me to, I one of the things I was thinking is, this would be a great book to read with a child. Yes. And this would have, not an older child. We're mm -hmm. not talking a two or three-year-old, not for this book. Right. But it would have been a wonderful book mm -hmm. to read along, to read along with. Yeah. Um, I mean, any book, honestly. I love it when parents and kids are reading the same thing or reading together. Uh, That's so important in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, well, th this book had part of the, the plot was about um, about women discovering later in life that they, in fact, were, were gay. Mm -hmm. And and so I thought it, it would be fascinating to read that with a child, an older child, in part to hear how they respond mm -hmm. to the, the text and the images, which yes. might not be the same way that I would respond. No. Kids have such brilliant, um, innocent insights. They're so smart about the world and giving them the opportunity to show us that. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So in addition to graphic, mm -hmm. graphic novels for mm -hmm. folks of all ages to do, to engage in all kinds of activities with, mm -hmm. what are some of the other things that you're, that you're seeing either people want or that you're trying to encourage people to sample? So right now there are tons of authors who are doing sequels or long awaited follow-up books, or, you know, we haven't heard from them, from them for a while. Um, and we, we have a heavy stock of those books, you know, Atwood coming out with the Testaments following up to The Handmaid's Tale, um, Aaron Morgenstern, 
with uh, the Starless Sea, which uh-huh. if you might remember, the Night Circus was a big deal a while ago. Yes. Um, Dave Eggers has a new one, which is a brilliant, I'm, I'm part the way through, it's it's a brilliant parody on Trump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and David it's, Eggers, if I'm remembering right, yes. he was the author of a one-read book in Columbia not yeah. that long ago, yes, right? Yes, he was. Um, I can't remember the title offhand, um, but yes. It was about Hurricane Katrina. I can't remember the title either, but yeah. I read the book and remember at least a little that, bit of the content. That does sound right. Uh, yeah. He covers so many genres, and I mean, he does everything from picture books to nonfiction to fiction novels. Right. Um, he's all over the place and wonderful. Um, Elizabeth Strout just had the Olive Again, which mm-hmm. um, her original Olive Kittredge was a big deal, you know, right. a while yes. ago. Uh, Salman Rushdie, who we love because he was here for Unbound, has mm. Quixote, which... Is this Don Quixote? Sort of. Okay. In a Rushdie way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it is. Since I always sympathize mostly with Sancho Panza, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Stephen King always has a new one. Um, Me by Elton John which actually isn't a follow-up, but everybody's been waiting for words from Elton John. So that's just a good one. And I was going to say, and I, I noticed the display for that, which, yes. which came with a, with a typical sort of Elton flamboyance, if you will. Oh, yeah. And the book itself is very Elton John. They they, In my opinion, they edit it to perfection. It sounds like a conversation. It, it reminds me of uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. You feel mm-hmm. like you're talking to Elton. It's conversational. It's a little scattered, just like he would be in person. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, and we have a, a solid stock right now of signed books, including several that I just mentioned, as well as the new Jackie Woodson, um, which a lot of people, again, with Unbound, maybe heard their kids talking about her right. when she spoke for the, she was the keynote for CPS. Um, and now she has come out with her first adult novel, which is it's not quite a novel. It's not quite a novella. It's like a novelette. Okay. Um, it so is, a chapter book, but not uber long. It's not uber long, but oh, it is like a hearty meal. It is It is thick in words, which is, it's absolutely delicious. Covering multi-generations and yeah. So, um, okay. So I'm, we're going to deviate a little bit mm-hmm. and because I'm going, so why would anybody want a signed book? <laughs> why would anybody want a signed book? Um you know, personally, I like them because it makes me feel more connected and invested in the author themselves. It's always much more beautiful when you get it signed personally, mm-hmm. um, but gift-wise in particular, I think it's a it upgrades the experience when you're giving a gift. And there's no extra cost for the signed. It's just like, you know, the author handled this book. They touched it. This exact one. Which uh-huh. is nice. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I guess one of the things with me is that most of this, quote, sign books that I mm-hmm. have or from authors that I know. Yes. So it does feel personal. But yes. then I think about if I ever have to recycle this at the library, is this going <laughs> to be a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Well, uh, what we have are simply signed. They're not personalized. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't, I mean, it actually increases the value for your collectors. There's a lot of signed first editions. Um which is a whole different thing from the personalization when you right. get them signed in person. Right. Okay, so let's focus a little bit on books that are not graphic but are focused on children. And I mm-hmm. know when I came in the other day and I was looking for a cookbook for my grandson mm-hmm. and you 
found me one that yes. is mostly pictures but has some words so a child who's just on the edge of reading yes. will be able to use it plus it had this great blueberry pancake recipe in it <laughs> which i have to admit i've already tried oh we still make that in our house yeah <laughs> so for children yes. okay what sorts of things are you recommending um, so for the very, very smallest children, our favorites are the Indestructible series, uh -huh. which are exactly what they sound like. We actually have a sample copy in the store that I took home. I ran through the laundry for an entire weekend. I played tug-of-war with my dog. We've all tried to rip it. Customers have tried to rip it. And it looks maybe a little worn, but it's still vibrant and all put together. Uh -huh. uh, so for our chewable friends, they're <laughs> wonderful. And they're, there's bilingual titles. There's Row, Row, Row Your Boat. They're all, all over the place. Um, get a little bit older um oddly signed again we have david shannon's newest book okay and i'm not familiar so tell david, me a bit david shannon he's most known for no david oh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so his new one is mr noggin body gets a hammer and it's it's a learning experience about problem solving so okay. mr noggin body is exactly what it sounds like he looks like a head with legs and arms mm -hmm. um and he trips on a nail and it hurts so he decides to fix it, goes to the hardware store, gets a hammer. But once he fixes that, he gets a little overexcited and thinks that everything looks like a nail. Jeez, there are so many adult <laughs> metaphors on that one. Yes. <laughs> so he, he hits, you know, anything that resembles a nail to try to fix it. The shower head, the flowers, and, and gets very excited about fixing it and then realizes maybe he's not and needs to look further into fixing things mm -hmm. in different ways. <laughs> so this would, if my way of thinking, this is, for a, this is for a kid who's not a toddler, but also probably not nine or ten years old either. No, or? this is your picture book, your you know your bedtime story, your your holiday reading where you sit down with grandma and read a funny story and everybody's laughing. Uh -huh. it's, it's fun. Okay. Get a little older. Um, you're gonna look at uh, my favorite right now is a lady now called Samira Ahmed. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a new one coming out. Uh, next year in the spring, but she has two out right now, uh, YA chapter books. Uh, Love, Hate, and Other Filters is her first. Internment uh -huh. is her second. And uh, Internment in particular is a good current issue book to start discussions with your children. Yes. It is uh, dealing with Muslim internment camps as mm -hmm. if our current political climate followed suit of our Japanese internment camps in the past. Okay. And it's from a youth perspective. Uh-huh. It handles all sorts of family dynamic, cultural dynamics, political dynamics, how society handles it, all those sorts of wonderful things. So there's there's some meat in a lot of the YA books right now and in the mm -hmm. children's books, as well as lots of fantasy and horror are okay. kind of trendy right now. And since we're on the radio, people can't see your face, but your <laughs> face got all squenched up when you said horror. Um, yes. So talk to me a little bit about that. Because um, um, I left horror at Goosebumps and really haven't gone back since. Yeah, so there's a lot more dark, horror, creepy, um, you know, kids getting into trouble and people coming after them sorts of books coming out right now. And what I'm hearing from parents is that kids are enjoying being scared. And uh, so I've had discussions with my older daughter and, and customers about dystopians. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's the same thing. People enjoy dystopians because it gives them hope in the end. They learn how to handle these situations. And I feel like kids are learning how to handle fear right now. 
and these are safe ways for them to handle fear. And so uh, in, in some ways it goes along with everybody is now doing um, active shooter drills, which is not yes. something that was part of my experience growing up. Yes. It's part of my experience as an adult educator, but yes. again, only in the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, th it's that kind of, if I read about it, as, and maybe if I read about it with mm -hmm. somebody I care about, mm -hmm. that I can begin to process these feelings without yes. getting so overwhelmed yeah. by them. Exactly. And even if the horror isn't specific to what their lives are bringing them, it gives them that same adrenaline. It gives them the same cautionary feelings and lets them process those. And you said an abbreviation, which I'm going to pull out a little bit. <laughs> you said YA, which yes. I translate as young adult. Yes. Um, which, interestingly enough, is a genre that I think it got this label. But I've read a fair number of YA books in the past 10 years or so and found them really, really interesting mm -hmm. and intriguing and not at all. Um, so my, I guess... Well, not YA when I was growing up, but not at all Nancy Drew. No. Um, they're way, way, way different than oh, that. Oh, I, I think adults definitely should consider the genre as a whole. Um, it's not just for that age range. Just mm -hmm. like, I mean, children's fiction isn't just for children. Picture books aren't just for children. But YA in particular is tappable uh -huh. by adults as well. Okay, so we've done little kids, mm -hmm. picture books, mm -hmm. graphic novels for folks of all ages, mm -hmm. some young adult stuff. For those of us who may or may not be thinking of ourselves as grown-ups at this time, <laughs> what are the sorts of things that you're that you're recommending? So let's start first with nonfiction, because I, I know there's a big appetite for that in Colombia for a lot of reasons, mostly from my book group. Yes. Um, but but what sorts of things are, are, are on the shelves now that are worth looking at? So uh, there is, of course, a lot of history and biography and true crime, but... Other than that, uh -huh. um, Randall Monroe, okay, um, who came out with uh, "What If" and the Thing Explainer, you might remember mm -hmm. "What If," um, has a new one called "How To." Oh my! Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's "How To Stuff." <laughs> I needed that book this morning. Where was it? Okay. Right, right. <laughs> has, has the answers, which yes. we're all searching for. And then Bill Bryson has a new one called "The Body," which. Bill Bryson is just a familiar, knowledgeable resource for nonfiction. And this is, again, what it sounds like. It's all about the body. Well, but he's also he's also a wonderful writer. Yes. And with a little bit of a twinkle in his eye, which at least yes. helps a lot on on some of these on some of these sorts mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you already mentioned uh, the thing about about Humboldt. Mm -hmm. um, are there other things that I guess what I guess what I'm trying to get at is mm -hmm. um, last last year I think it was last year year before last Overstory won mm -hmm. uh, the Pulitzer as a fiction book mm -hmm. but then I read it and I said oh this may be fiction in some ways right. but it's a botany class yes. in and of itself so yes. are there things like that that are sort of genre bending if you will oh genre bending is always a thing um in particular you brought up overstory and one of my favorite companions i think they're siblings mm -hmm. is underland okay which is a nonfiction story about all the things that happen under the ground similar to overstory being that about trees about trees yes. this is the roots and the bugs and the decay and all of those things and right. while it's nonfiction, it reads beautifully like a fiction novel uh-huh um and that's definitely a trend is those th the melding of genres 
right. to be fascinating. Okay. And then, so, all right, so there's this part of, quote, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And we quickly skipped over history and biography <laughs> and current affairs because I think you could probably just wallow in all of those categories right now and find, and find some good stuff, but mm-hmm. also find a fair amount of, hmm, how can I say this? I'm sorry I read it at the end at the end of it or this yeah. wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I picked it up. Yeah, and we try to be very honest with our customers. You know, you you pick up this history book. What are you looking for? This might not be the right one. Let me direct you somewhere else. Uh-huh. So again, that's part of the conversation that we like to do in the store to help people figure out what they're actually seeking when they pick up these books or what they think the the recipient of their gift might be actually looking for. Okay, and so how about then, I guess everybody, well, not everyone's, many people's <laughs> favorite category yes. is sort of the adult, quasi-adult, adult in air quotes, fiction. What yes. are what are some of the things? I mean, I looked at the New York Times list and got exhausted. I went in, one of the things that is funny is there's <laughs> all these lists of books you should read, and I'm going, I don't have time, and I don't have brain space. So no. what are the sorts of things that you guys are recommending? <laughs> well, I mentioned some of the sequels and the follow-ups that are coming out. Um, there's also Ann Patchett has a new one called The Dutch House that's just... Mm-hmm. It is absolutely wonderful, and if you participate in Libro FM, the audiobook is narrated by Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. Um, and it is brilliant. My favorite thing about the Dutch House in audio is he reads each chapter head as an emotion. So chapter four, chapter five, and it's uh-huh. like, you know, it's so, it's so entertaining as an audiobook while still having the richness of Ann Patchett. It's uh-huh. a beautiful sibling story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what else is sitting there on the table right now that we absolutely love. Um, oh, I'm stuck on the nonfiction side now. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so while you're thinking, because I know things will come to you. Yes. So one of the things that that at least happens in my life and when our daughter was home with us it was a rule you can't go see the movie until you've read the book which made me i think a mean parent in many ways oh really yes <laughs> that was our rule too okay well okay so we have two mean parents here yes but little women is coming out in film yes and i'm wondering how many people of any age are going mm-hmm. back and revisiting that I say we have a weekly request from college age students right now for Little Women. Um, other than that, I haven't seen many requests. Um, I think above that age, people have already read it and are just anticipating. Uh huh. Um, and below that, they're maybe not sure if they're going to like it or not yet. Well, I, when I was thinking, so for some reason, I know that Suzanne Collins is coming out with, I guess, what is going to be a prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy. Yes. If it's something if something like that. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about when is the last book after Little Women that I read that I really liked the female protagonist. Mm-hmm. And if you take out Harry Potter, which mm-hmm. to me is kind of like a different thing entirely, it was Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, this is this is. She has little relationship mm-hmm. to Meg, Beth, Joe, or Amy. I don't think that's a spoiler for anybody who, who hasn't who hasn't. No, read that's the not book. a spoiler at all. <laughs> um, and so I'm I'm just wondering. I, I mean, you see, it's interesting to me that college age kids who've mm-hmm. grown up with Hunger Games mm-hmm. are the ones who are asking Little Women because it's a it's a very different it's a very different walk in the park. It is, but I think there's um, a strength that is shown by Katniss that their learning can be quieter as you're older. 
-hmm. and and respecting the variable strength that women have. Right, right. Okay, so since you've had some time and I know you've got notes, are there things we haven't mentioned that we should be mentioning so folks can get their um, shopping lists or their lists for Santa or whoever in order? You know, there's one more picture book that I think is very important. Uh, Lupito Nyong'o? Oh, she's oh, an actress. Yes. Okay. Um, she got the Oscar. She didn't got she? the Oscar. I'm trying. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Yes. Yes. So she has a picture book called Solway, which is illustrated just absolutely beautiful by Vashti Harrison, mm-hmm. and it is about a small girl who feels out of place with her very deep dark skin. Even her family members have lighter skin. Her friends have lighter skin, and it is just. A, absolutely gorgeous portrayal of finding why you're beautiful okay well that i was gonna say that's a great note to sort of to sort of leave this conversation on (laughs) um if you to i know there are also people coming to skylark i don't know how much of that is happening over december but are there are there folks who are dropping in who might be signing their books or might give the rest of us ideas yeah, so we have Alan Eskins coming actually on Black Friday, mm-hmm. um, and he will be signing his book. Um, a lot of local authors are popping in and getting their stock signed. And then the other thing I think is important for people to know is we have gift subscriptions and spas, okay. which I know you know about the subscription service. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Um, or gift certificates in general. When you're not exactly sure what to get, those are great options. And we put in the work for you to figure out what the customer wants. And so in the way of a somewhat shameless plug, so my husband <laughs> last year got me a gift subscription. And the way that that works is you folks send me a book that you think I'm going to like yes. once a month. And my instructions to you were, get me out of my rut. <laughs> yes. And what I can say truthfully is, you really did a good <laughs> job of that. And I read some books that I've now inflicted on other people oh, good. as a result of that, good. including Overstory, yes. among among others. Um, and it's really, I get to open my brown paper package tied up with string <laughs> at the first of the month and say, oh, I get to read this. Yep. So It's one of the most fun days we have every month is picking out those personalized books for everybody. So Carrie Kepke, manager of Skylark Bookshop, again, thank you so much. Thank you. For giving us some things to think about for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for Kwanzaa, or just for your brain in general. Again, all this the is <laughs> all the things. Again, this is Lee Wilkins for Thinking Out Loud. Have a good evening.